Oosters out. It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ooh, sorry. No, sorry. We're sorry we're laughing. It's just, that was bad timing. Sorry about that. Um, so, hello everyone, and uh, welcome to uh, another edition um, of the BIHA podcast. Uh, a very special edition, as uh, it is Power Rankings Tier 1 this week. How are you doing, Nick? I am good, thanks, Rambo. Yourself? I'm doing very well. Um, my voice is holding up. I think it'll be okay for another weekend of action, and then it might just give up the ghost altogether. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Uh, not too bad a day at work. Uh, it sounds like it was better than yours, anyway. Probably. <laughs> um, so well, before we get into the power rankings, Nick, there's obviously a lot going on um, at the uh, the BIHA uh, this weekend um, coming up on Friday. It all gets you started with the big, uh, the two big matches: IES Women's against GBU Women's and IES Men's against uh, GBU Men's. I mean, I think we've talked these two to death, but there's tickets available. Uh, you can buy on the door, or you can get them off uh, the website if you look up. Um, I think if you look up our website, there's there's a link to it. Uh, which feeling, if you can't find it on the website, you can just phone the box office of Ice Sheffield. Exactly, and I would encourage every single person who's available, whether you're down for the Div 1 weekend or you're just in town and a hockey fan, like get involved, get get there. It'll be a great spectacle and certainly uh, two really hopefully competitive games. Yeah, I mean, essentially, I mean, the Tier 1 final, we've we've almost said the Tier 1 weekend is supposedly the, the, the pinnacle, the biggest weekend of the year. We've just added to it this year by, by adding these two massive... Uh, matches uh, to start us off this this year, so um, yeah, get get along, and then of course that that's not all though, Nick. Um, we have the playoff finals as well. Last week we had the the first playoff final, St Andrews against Oxford. Uh, maybe not quite the spectacle we we expected, but it's still a, a hard fought match. Um, and then, but the the other playoff finals gets kicked off half seven on the twenty first of April. Uh, your Kings B team. Uh, uh, against Southampton B, and that that should be an interest, that should be a tasty affair. I think the Kings B looking pretty sharp. I was surprised they didn't quite uh, quite get to the final in the in the last one uh, in in nationals, but um, yeah, looking pretty sharp. Southampton not looking so sharp at the weekend, so I'm sure they'll bounce back though and have more players for the playoff final. Exactly, that's that's kind of what I'm expecting, and I've told my guys to expect that. Southampton will come with a bigger bench and, and come ready for a 60-minute game. And in the same way, the, we got hurt. And we, traditionally this year, we've not been the greatest team at starting games. And, and you can't do that at Nationals. And it proves right there why Nationals, not necessarily, it's not always about who's got the best players. It's about who plays best on the day. And you can you can go through the North unbeaten and, and win the title. But it doesn't mean that when it comes to Nationals that you can't get scalped by anyone. That's exactly right. And I mean... Uh... Um, I think uh, that'll be an interesting affair. Southampton got two playoff games. They've got the check in two playoff final against the Manchester Metros. 
if it's anything like the Manchester Metros this weekend, I can't see past them, but uh, Southampton might be slightly uh, better strength this this weekend. Um, going into the checking two playoffs, Nick, don't you think? You would think so. Um, obviously, we, we're well aware of the Southampton and the history and, and how they, they run their teams, and I would think they will have some extra firepower. However... They're going to need a hell of a lot to try and stop that uh, that Manchester team. That's a that's a special group. Yep, yep. And then uh, non-checking two playoff final at the uh, the, the the lovely uh, sociable hour of ten o'clock on Saturday the twenty first of April two thousand and eighteen. Left uh, Griffins B uh, um, making um, their first appearance in the non-checking. Well, no, actually, it's not their first appearance. Because if you remember rightly, they played in the non-checking two playoff finals as Leeds A. I forgot that. Yes, with uh, when Josh Irish was uh, was this team had just started and they went from strength to strength, and they'll play the Breadhawks uh, in the uh, in the final. Breadhawks not having the best of weekends, but last weekend, yeah. but um, I think they should it should be a pretty good even matchup. I think both teams jumped up to tier three. So uh, this will be their level um, where they should be playing, and I think we could have two two pretty good uh, matchups on Saturday night. I, I would hope so because it's going to be it's going to be a long day and a long evening, and uh, I'm hoping for our sake it's two good matchups, and hopefully both teams are going to bring full full strength teams, and I think you'll see Cardiff in their in their true nature, if you know what I mean. I think Cardiff have got more to, more to offer than they showed. At the weekend, and and hopefully so, and we'll leads adjusted, and and coped quite well with tier three. So we'll we'll see what they're like when they jump back down to playing Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. Um, any predictions, Nick, or you you know what to say? Oh, predictions for the three playoff games. Yeah, I'm going to go Southampton in tier three. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Uh, Leeds in tier four. Uh-huh. And Manchester in tier two. Uh, I'm going I'm I'm to go Northumbria Kings B in tier one. Um, I'll tell you why. That, that team's got a chip on their shoulder. They've got a chip on their shoulder now. And uh, with, uh, you know, some, some, I mean, they could even play up a couple of great C-teamers like James Bonner or, or, or the like. So, um, yeah, I think I'll go with Southampton in that one. Um, I think Leeds will edge out uh, Cardiff. In fact, I think this is going to be a whitewash for the North. I'm, I'm going to go out and say it this playoffs. Whitewash for the North. You heard it here first. Anyway. Yeah, um, that's a fair show. <laughs> it's, it's also just... It, it, I'm, I'm no longer on the Christmas card list of anyone in the South. Um, and incidentally, yeah. I've probably not got yeah. onto the Christmas card list of the St. Andrews uh, Typhoons. But anyway... Um, <laughs> I remember Oxford, he's still living. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, this is what people tuned in for. The, uh, the Power Rankings... Uh, starting at the bottom and working our way up. Uh, we just heard about their B team, but Leeds Griffin's A team uh, coming in at 10th, holding up the uh, power rankings. Um, bit of a baptism of fire in, uh, in Tier 1 this in Division 1 this year, but uh, they started to hold their own a bit more towards the end. I think if you look at the results, they, uh, they started to get a bit better. Um, they started off, their first games were 11-1, 13-4 against, 22-3. Um, and then, so come January, four-one loss away to Sheffield, which is not a, not too bad. Not, not at all. No, nothing to be upset about. 
6-2 loss against the Eagles. 9-4 loss to Nottingham in Nottingham. Okay, they they forfeited the St Andrews game, but then their last game was a one-goal game against the Bears. um, 4-3, so... Yeah, I think I think they come in here and they could they could ruin a few people's weekends uh, on the on the ice rink. I'm sure if you have a beer with them, they won't ruin your weekend. I'm sure there's lovely people on the team, but they could <laughs> they could ruin your weekend if you're uh, if you want to get out of that group. Exactly, I I, th- I think they're a team that a lot of people are going to overlook given their position, but they'll have learned a hell of a lot from this year, and, and certainly they'll be stronger for it next year in in tier two, and I would think. Um, they'll be coming to enjoy themselves this weekend. Certainly. One thing I would say, speaking of enjoying ourselves, um, Iason uh, came up to tell us about some beer he had for us and didn't bring it up again. So, Iason, we're still waiting for our beer, uh, just just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, number nine, uh, Cardiff Red Hawks. I think this year they showed they can hang with the big boys. Um, maybe not enough to be a real contender, but they certainly can hang. Yeah, again, another one of those teams that could be a big banana skin for someone. You, you're going to be, always be looking at nationals. Is there's probably going to be three teams who are going to be fighting for two places to get out of the group, and there's always going to be one of those three teams picks a banana skin and and falls over it. And I think Cardiff is going to be that banana skin. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, uh, also Cardiff have got a, a little bit extra juice in their game against Edinburgh this year because uh, it has been decreed. That from now on, any Cardiff versus Edinburgh match will involve the Celtic Cup. So, oh wow! Yeah, so whether whether it's nationals or whether we play the play during the year, it, the Celtic Cup will be on the line. It's essentially the new challenge trophy for the two teams. So there we go. Uh, a little bit extra juice in that game. Exactly, and I'm sure any team that involves Dave needs a bit of extra juice. Yeah, yeah, and of course Dave will still be maintaining the record of playing in every Celtic Cup match. Exactly. What, a, what an absolute hero. I know what. I, I could never leave Uni 2 and, and you know, enjoy my life probably. Uh, but Dave, Dave's doing it for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, number eight, Nottingham Mavericks. Uh, they've, they've been, I think for Nottingham teams, they've, they've been pretty naff this year. Uh, I'll, tell you something. I'll tell you something, Rambo. They've been the same for the last, last year as well. They're not in the greatest position. However, I have a bit of insider information from a from a certain Mister uh, Mister Rathbone mm-hmm. that they might have a might have an interesting team this weekend. So mm. put it, put it that way. They, you might they might they might again big banana skin big banana skin maybe. Yeah, yeah, and uh, certainly uh, one guy um, that I'm looking forward to see play because I've never seen him play is Ruskin's Bringer Hughes, um, who played a couple of games in Tier Two this year. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Carrot was up uh, complaining, uh, as he normally does, at the weekend, and uh, <laughs> he was telling me that he's the best player he's ever played against. Um, he's obviously never like, played the one, then. No, no. Um, but uh, that's fair to him, though. He's, he's been honest. So, um, yeah, Ruskin Springer-Hughes, uh, uh, looking forward to seeing him this weekend and uh, seeing what he can do. 17 points in, I'm not sure how many games, but... Uh, and tier one, 17 points over the course of eight games, even if you play all eight games, is pretty damn decent. So yeah, that's nothing to be nothing to shirk about, especially when you're not on the the hot hot team. No, no. And then uh, next, um, 
probably the one of the lowest rankings this team's ever had. The Sheffield Bears. Um, as I've put, put in the tagline, good sometimes, bad sometimes, notoriously ugly. Uh, they, they always they've always got a chance if uh, they've got and if their key key guys get clicking and they don't get into too inside their head, there's always a chance with this team. But they sometimes get too inside their head and get they buy too much into their own hype. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. And and certainly what I would say going in their favour is um, <clears throat> a certain Mr. Ryan Fraley last week in the uh, BYG After Dark scrimmage was um, making fun of Andy Miller. And um, uh, I'm pretty sure Andy's still looking for a ladder long enough to get his jock strap down from the roof. So we we know Miller. Give him give him his give him his dues. He's a he's a good player and um, a good skater as well. And uh, Fraley looks in good form. So. Any team with Ryan Fraley, I'd, I'd, they've always got a chance in a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not seeing... Ryan Fraley has only played three games for them this year. A couple of points in the bag. Um, but, I mean, they've got they've got good talent throughout uh, their, their squad. Um, but they just need to bring it all together. Uh, one guy I'm looking forward to playing again, and I'm hoping that we can get him up for maybe a wee interview, is, uh, is Solomon Smith. Um I refereed uh, St Andrews Sheffield this year, and he he's a hell of a player both ways. But not only that, a hell of a nice guy. Like actually, like as a referee, you're like, ah, he's a decent guy. You know, like how normally as a referee, you're like, well, he didn't shout at me too badly. But he, he was, you know, he was having a good laugh, and he's playing for GBU this weekend. So we get to see him play a couple of times, and hopefully we'll we'll catch up with him. And uh, and the other guy, I think you. Everyone needs to watch out for his big Gregor James, especially if you're coming down his channel. He's a centerman, but he plays well both uh, with the body. So, yeah, <laughs> I think we've talked Sheffield up quite enough. Um, and we're getting too full of their hype. Yeah, I think yeah, we're getting too full of their hype. Exactly. Uh, next, I don't know how this happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start looking, and they've got all this talent, but they just need to bring it together, really. And then uh, the next one is the uh, the Cambridge Blues uh, coming in at number six. Um, they've they've had a respectable five hundred year, and I mean I've not seen them play apart from the varsity match in Switzerland, which I'm not sure if anyone knows who we went to. Um, but the uh, they didn't win that, and they've they've you know they've had a difficult time of it to to say the least, but. They've still got some really excellent standout players like Willsby, Berenick and Brennan who can just turn a game on its head. Exactly. When you when you think about, they've got the star quality. Maybe the supporting cast is not as good as it might have been over the years, but they're still a dangerous team. Like they are, they're they're that outside bet. Maybe maybe. That third team that I was talking about—that you kind of—if you're that second—if you're that second-ranked team in your group, you're looking over your shoulder and thinking, "Yeah, we obviously try and get get a result against the against one of the big boys who, who's ranked first in our group." But that's the team that you're looking over your shoulder and saying, "Well, whew, mm-hmm. we've got to beat those guys," and I wouldn't want to be playing against Cambridge. No, and Cambridge will have a real chip on their shoulder after uh, Samaritz. They've had more time to sort of lick their wounds. Um, and and get back on get back on the horse essentially, and they are a team that has plenty of people that can put the puck in the net, and plenty of people that can bang you as well. So, Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, 
some big bodies in that team. And then coming in at number five, now I'll read out what I, I put in our little, because we know how we do our little blurb piece, um, because not everybody listens to the pod, shame on you. Um, but uh, the London Dragons um, coming in at number five, and I've written here, Cali's men are always dangerous, but unlike those above us, will not be angels. Now, that, you'll understand that in a minute, but I don't think any team coached by Cali is ever going to come and lay down for you. Would you Would you agree with that? Oh, no. They're going to turn up, and there's no easy ice when um, Cali's team. And that London team is notorious for... They are big bodies, nasty, play a gritty kind of game. Don't get me wrong, when I say gritty, I don't mean that they haven't got t- an absolute bucket full of skill, some of the players they've got. But... That's a team that you look out there and you think there ain't no easy ice out there. Yeah, and I mean, just just looking at their at their stats this year, I mean, Sam Canerva, twenty one points in seven games. Um, if there was a points trophy, he'd have won it in, in Division One. Um, and then even even below him though, I mean, next guy's fifteen points, Michael uh, Dupree, and then Marcus Kajnik. Now, Kajnik and Canerva were both going to see on Friday. Um, but even even then, I've looked at this, and Roman Terrain seems to have played five games as an outfield player. Right? Now, he's played, he's one of the GB, uh, sorry, the IAS All Star goalies. He's played out, and he's scored as an outfield uh, as an outfield player. Have a guess how many points he's got. Eight. Well, I mean, eleven. I expected you to go lower than what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, he's got eight points this season uh, as a skater. So, I mean, even their goalies can score goals. <laughs> so, what a guy. Um, so, yeah, London putting him in at fifth is uh, it's a risky business. This might be one of the lowest have been ranked, but um. Yeah, I think I think they're going to be a team that could that could, we could end up wagging our face if because um, they could be in the semi final if not final. Yeah, to say that they're a dark horse and an outside bet, they're more like the the big dark whale. <laughs> certainly, certainly. And then uh, number four, um, as I talked about, uh, with you'll see why this is Gifford's Angels, uh, of course, the Southampton Spitfires. Um, they're Club uh, as a whole, Nick, and, and you'll agree with this. You've you called many a game in uh, these last couple of weekends as well. Had a rather torrid campaign this Nationals compared to to what they normally have. So they'll they'll want to they'll want to impress this weekend and show how good uh, Southampton have always been that sneaky good kind of South Coast team you always forget about, and then you turn up and play them at Nationals and think, oh, like they just haven't been that. Like they they've been short on numbers. Don't get me wrong. Short on numbers doesn't mean they're short on quality, but just haven't had the stamina for some of the national tiers that they've played so far. So it's still a scary prospect to think that ranked at number four, you've got this Southampton team, which is notoriously, especially this 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 Angels team, they turn up sneaky good, sneaky few players, but incredible talent level. So again. If they make the semi-finals or they make the final, we won't be surprised. No, no, um, and I mean they've got a couple of guys that can score goals uh, in their in tier two certainly. The uh, uh, Kivix Manko, um, who's got thirty-one points this year, and Jared uh, Van Blitterschweik. I hope I got that right. Who scored twenty-eight points this year, and both of these guys, as as I'm aware, will be coming. And we've seen Van uh, Blitterschweik 
So we're going to have to keep saying that. We've seen, we've seen him before, um, last year with this, with this squad. And then I just noticed something else, Nick. Um, and you know, he's not got any stats. I'm assuming it's the same guy. There's no picture. But Chris Cook. And if it's the Chris Cook, I think it is. He's well, I thought he was a GB captain. Oh. But maybe maybe it's a different Chris Cook. That could be like it could be quite a common name. Uh, but Will real Chris Cook please turn up? Yeah, uh, or not? <laughs> if you're in a, if you're in any any anybody else's group, they don't, they don't want you to turn up. But <laughs> that's fair fair play. Um, so yes, yeah, Southampton again. I, I think ranking them fourth is about as low as we could go with this because every time anyone's ranked them lower in the past, they've just absolutely dominated everyone, and we've looked, or whoever's been doing the power rankings has looked really stupid. The next one is the the Oxford University Blues coming in at three. Now this is this this is a bit of a controversial one. Um, might not endear me to the the Oxford massive, but they looked really sluggish. Last weekend, and I know they were understaffed, but they just yeah. couldn't get it going. And you know what the hardest thing is? We saw what they were like when it was on the line, and they gave everything, and everyone was there. We we saw that, and then to see it at the weekend, it was it was from our own point of view. I think we were both disappointed in terms of they they gave it everything they got, but they just didn't have enough. And unfortunately, if they are going to be in that situation again next week, hmm. However. And I think you know where I'm going with this. They have potentially the biggest X factor in the whole thing. They do have the biggest X factor in the whole thing. And if we're talking about number 66, their backstop, then we're agreed on that. Yeah, because I'm not being funny. I, I'm not entirely sure how long the games are this weekend. Is it going to be 35, 40 minutes? 45 minutes. 45 minutes. That guy took on a barrage of typhoons. He single-handedly waded out into the water against the typhoons. Against the typhoon. Even though I know we're talking about the planes. I'm going to go for the other metaphor. <laughs> he waded out there and took them on by himself. And he single-handedly gave Oxford a chance. A respectable chance in that game. Now imagine what he might do in 45 minutes. Exactly. And I mean, I mean, he basically uh, was like Gandalf on that bridge. You know, it was like, you shall not pass for the best part of the game. And eventually, just the pressure and the rebounds got the better of him. And as 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 we said, if you're gonna if you're gonna get one get one past them, it's gonna have to be on a rebound or an absolutely perfect shot. And every one of St Andrew's goals were absolutely perfect shots. And the first one was a rebound, as well as a perfect shot. <laughs> it, was, it was textbook hockey by uh, by St Andrews, and teams are gonna have to do that again because if you're just gonna shoot from the perimeter. This guy's going to stop you all day long. He's got the angles. He's got the mobility. He's just a cool, calm customer. And you have to do something to try and get in his head. And that's going to have to be getting in that crease. The only thing I would say is, I mean, it's, it's an, uh, Oxford. Sorry, I, I think I just called St Andrews Southampton. It's because they're both warplanes. Um, but they had uh, they had Roth and, uh, and uh, Vaselli this past weekend. Is their top pair, and then Musinski and, and uh, the other guy's name escapes me, and I'm feel really bad for that right now. But um, they were missing Cola, uh, and uh, that Cola Cola's gonna make you want to shoot from the outside. Yeah, I I ain't <laughs> going 
to the inside. I'm quite happy to, you know, like sit in the car park and look through the window of the shop if he's behind the counter. I mean, that that's one thing that all the teams are going to have to. <laughs> they, they, they they weren't as physical this past weekend as they can be, and. Uh, if you remember, at Iceside, we nearly died. Oh, certainly. Um, and, uh, only, a, only a frostbite, but... Yeah, well, that, yeah. I mean, I mean, look at Willsby. I mean, Willsby's probably never been upended like that in his life. Um, and he ends up in the Oxford bench during the varsity match, so... Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, if you haven't saw the gif of that, I, I suggest you go on Dan Locke's Twitter, um, or the Oxford uh, Vikings Twitter, and you should you should be able to find the gif of that. Or just tweet them, and I'm sure they'll send it to you because it is one of the most incredible things I've seen. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, at Oxford, it will depend on who who comes along with them. If they're if they're understaffed like they were this past weekend, I think they'll struggle. But if they're not, then you never know. We could see them. We could definitely see them in the final uh, this this weekend. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then next up uh, the. Number two, Edinburgh Eagles. Um, now, Edinburgh Eagles have got a little bit of a bump uh, in the in their rankings following the big Johnny Wookie match because that's the first time I've seen Edinburgh place St Andrews in the Johnny Wookie match, albeit I've seen it in a stripy shirt and on the line, and actually compete with them for 60 minutes and not get inside their own head. Yeah. And what we saw from Edinburgh was in that game was a tactical masterclass. I'm not going to go into it too much, but whatever, whatever they've done to turn themselves around from that the defeat to St Andrews in the last day of the season, regular season, to the varsity match, whatever happened there was a stroke of genius because they just look so much more cohesive than they ever have done, um, you know, against St Andrews. Uh, so and impressed. All credit to Dibs for that. That's 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 the that's the genius behind it. Yeah, he's still three wins away from beating my record, but we'll we'll, we'll leave that um, as it were. But I mean, one thing I uh, you might not know this guy uh, Nick actually because you you maybe are too young for this, but Edinburgh have recently re-signed Ryan McFarlane. Now I don't know if you have you heard Ryan McFarlane before. You heard his name? Mm, I might have done. Ryan McFarlane uh, played for the Eagles many moons ago, and in fact, as you can see by the fact he's got zero stats on the website, um, he played for Edinburgh uh, back um, when I was playing for Edinburgh, so that's how long ago it was. Um, he's now uh, at Edinburgh Business School, and he's decided he wants to, to wear the, the E again, and uh, his composure alone in that game as well was something I just I just noticed straight away. Um and he's been playing down, down south a bit and, and all sorts in the NIHL and stuff. And, and you could just tell he, he solidified the defence, in my opinion. So he's one to watch out for. Not maybe the one that's going the name that's going to fly off the page for scoring goals, but I think he could be he could be a key factor this weekend. Uh, and, and the one thing I would say, and, and again, credit to the coaching and the and the ethos of the Eagles, but. I don't think you'll see a hard working team this weekend. No, I certainly, I certainly don't think um, y- you will. And uh, and I mean, uh, and that's it. That's that comes from the players because both their last coaches have been slightly chunky in uh, in stature. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that certainly comes from the players. Um, now, number one, and and after losing the varsity, I thought they could crumble, but St. Andrews 
they played a really good game. As you said, they played the, almost the perfect game against Oxford. They never gave Oxford a chance. Um, and they have absolute superstars in their team. There's no getting away from it. Uh, um, one of them who, this weekend, uh, I thought, he didn't score this weekend, which is weird, because he normally scores in nearly every game he's in. But he showed what what his threat does is he moves. Defence have to always be thinking about where he is, so it gives other people space. And that was Chase McCarthy this weekend. It was. He, he As you say, he didn't get on the score sheet. However, every time he picked up the puck, the Oxford defence backed up. Mm-hmm. Because of his speed, his skill ability, and he created room for others. And at the end of the day, one thing I would say is it's always been a case with this St Andrews team is you talked about the Sheffield team getting in their own head. Well, the St Andrews team have made their made their base up there. Like sometimes believing in your own hype and thinking about your own stuff, it, it's been their downfall. And and sometimes I think maybe maybe the setback in the Wookiee game, the way that they approached that, they yeah Oxford were underbenched. So was St Andrews apparently, but so were Oxford. But the way they approached that, they just dismantled Oxford and just didn't even give them a sniff. And and that takes some doing. A Division One level to do that to a team. Just completely and utterly just fundamentally shut them down and controlled the game, stayed emotionally intelligent, which is something that I think you would agree St. Andrews have struggled to do in the past, stayed disciplined, out of the box, and just played the game, knowing that they got 60 minutes to execute a game plan, and they did that. Yeah, abs- absolutely, and I mean, I think what I was most I've been most impressed with this year um, from St Andrews. Well, sorry, the player I've been most impressed with this year. I mean, I mean, I mentioned Chase. We all know how good Nick Hauger is um, as their captain, and rightfully so. What a leader the guy is. But one one person that I think I've been more impressed with than perhaps anybody else is, is Johan Venema because he he's play, he played D um, this season. He was a forward. As far as I remember, from when he came into the St Andrews team, and a bloody good one, like he, he scored loads of goals, but he's playing D and is absolutely solid back there and really physical. So my hat goes off to him because I think I know I've not seen them as much as you know I've maybe seen other teams, but I think to to be able to 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 pull that out of the bag and have the skating ability for some of these guys to just drop back and play defence is just it's just so impressive. <laughs> Um, and in a Division One level to drop back and play defence and to cope with it, especially now, you know, when I was coaching, I don't think the the, the cup was as good as it was not, uh, as good as it was then as it is now. And it's yeah. much harder to win now. We've we've not seen as many repeat winners um, in past years as we used to. It's not it's not a foregone conclusion. No, I mean let's be honest. It used to be London in the south versus the rest. And very rarely did London lose the South. Um, and then, before St Andrews came up, it was really the Eagles and Sheffield and Nottingham. And, you know, at that time, they kind of switched around a little bit, but London basically just dominated the South in there. And London, and then we go down the South team nine times out of ten, won the, the divisional playoff. Yeah. And th- now we're seeing that there's, across the board and I'm going to say this as a caveat Nick and I'm sure you'll you'll back me up on this this is our caveat for the power rankings this is the hardest division one nationals or tier one nationals rather to actually rank and look at who might win it yeah because it's so open and there's so many variables in terms of which teams are going to turn up with which players exactly and I mean 
if you look at um, Edinburgh beat St Andrews in the wiki game, St Andrews then go and absolutely execute the perfect game plan and beat Oxford. Any one of these teams that are playing, and 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 that and that goes right down to ten, even though Leeds haven't had the best of season, could pick up a win that we, nobody expects, and and turn the whole thing on its head. So I, I can't wait till this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it, starting off with those big those big All Star games. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great weekend, and it's going to be a great way to finish the year. And certainly, I'm sure we'll be sitting here whenever we get round to the next podcast. I'm sure we'll do another one to sum up the year, but we'll be sitting there doing, uh, wishing we got it all to do again. Yeah, we might take a week off and let Dave have uh, a bit of a rest as well. Hey, exactly. I was thinking, I've got to, you remind me after this, I've got a plan of what we could do. We'll not reveal it to the viewers, but I've got a plan of what we could do. The viewers? Um, <laughs> when, did, when did we start videoing it? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Listeners, listeners. The listeners, well... Yeah, Nick, I mean, we've got a lot coming up this weekend. As Again, I'll just go through the, the sort of programme. Half one, you've got the uh, the women's international game, um, GBU against International All-Stars Women's. Um, it's going to be absolutely brilliant, um, and it's going to be good for the women's game to get that, uh, to, to open up the weekend. And then half seven, um, the, men's, the men's game, uh, which again will be an absolute cracker. We spoke to the the GBU men's coach and the GBU um, men's captain. Um, I guess right now, Nick, you're speaking to the GB women's team managers. So if you want to ask me anything about them, you can do. <laughs> and then after that, Tier 1 Nationals, three playoff games, clear your weekend. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. And, and you know what? I'm sure we'll have that religious cult following on the live stream of people from up and down the country, all the different clubs, all the different places, who are tuning in just for the love of hockey, or for the love of us, I'm not sure which. Yeah, now Nick, before we before we sort of wrap up, because we are doing a fairly short pod just for the power rankings, and, and I know you want to make your tea, and you've got a couple of guys there from the Kings that are probably hungry, um, but I want to give a special mention this this podcast to the good people at Birmingham uh, Birmingham uh, University because yes. their support over the weekend on the on the live stream and not not just when Birmingham was playing. I mean, even the having a laugh during the the playoff final scene. We only came on here for Birmingham and all the rest of it. Their support over the weekend was what makes the live stream so much fun to do. That's not you know other professional sports and that they don't have that level of interaction. And there are people sitting at home watching them who might send the odd tweet or whatever, but they don't have the level of interaction that we get. In a fun and um, you know good manner, so tip of the hat to them, and then to their to their you know the superior six as they were, absolutely amazing. I meant to ask uh, Wassel if he uh, if he had a, a license for his sniper rifle after after the games, but what what an absolutely great bunch uh, to come up and do the live stream with us as well. So tip of the hat to to Birmingham, uh, true heroes from last weekend. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Anyway, Nick, I think that just about does it this weekend. Um, or this this weekend. For this weekend. Um, that's your power rankings, folks. Enjoy. We just lay it out so you can play it out. Um, and we look forward to seeing you all or hearing from you all this weekend. See you later, guys. Cheers. Cheers.